Well, here we are. <laughs> so sorry. It's good. Started off with a laugh. My head's in the gutter all the time, unfortunately. We um, we're trying this out podcast. All right, Every, let's do it. Seems to be the thing. Everyone's doing a podcast, so why not try it? It's out? time for Odd Socks to do it. The Oddcast. Let's here get into go. it. Yeah. I think today we just want to kind of vibe, kind of talk to each other, try things out, see how it goes. Yeah. All right. So where where did you go to school? Which type of school? High school <laughs> or college? High school, both. I went to Tarpon High. Oh, it's wow. in Pinellas County. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then I went to SPC, tried out college for a year, year and a half, and then I dropped out. What type of high school student were you? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to describe myself. Um, were you weird? Not weird. Were you I'm, cool? I'm myself. I was, I'm quiet. Um, you know, hung out with like the basketball crew kind of. Okay, were you on the team? No. You just hung out with them? I played, I played <laughs> JV. I tried, I tried out in ninth grade, didn't make the team. And then I just never tried again. Damn. But I hung out with that crowd, you know, wearing like basketball jerseys and new Nikes. I was fly. Yeah. Was definitely fly. <laughs> He's like, I better put I that out I wore good outfits. Yeah. I was quiet, stayed to myself. I think I had like a 3-4 GPA. Like, I was like a good student, but like didn't go crazy with it. Yeah. Were you like <coughs> a party guy? Like did all the basketball players all. do that? No, not at all. Mm, me neither. Yeah. I don't think I went to one high school party. I've never been drunk in my life. Okay. I swear to God. There's no way. No. Are yes. you, like, dead ass? Yeah. I've never <laughs> smoked or drank in my life. Like, smoked weed or something. I've smoked hookah or whatever. Is, is that a personal choice? Yeah. Yeah. You just never wanted to try it? No, I've never, I've never had the curiosity to, like, you know, when you're a teenager or young kid, it's, like, either peer pressure or you want to get into it. Yeah. I've never had that. I just think, like, upbringing, like, family, like, religious-wise, like, it's not good, and, you know. Where did you find that willpower in yourself? Because, I mean, I'm religious, too. I know how hard it can be. Yeah. And just, not even if it's, like, peer pressure. I don't even call it religious, though. I feel like, I don't like that term anymore. I feel like it's just actually doing what you say you're going to do. Like, if you're going to call yourself a Christian or Muslim or whatever, like. Right follow what you're what you're preaching yeah i don't call that religious in my view Mm -hmm. because when you say religious people view that as like a fanatic yeah exactly you're like oh you're extreme like you don't do this Mm -hmm. you know that but to me it's like if i say i am this i'm following through with that yeah it's like i think that's like the baseline yeah i agree i like that yeah yeah um yeah i don't think you know when you're young you're a kid i don't i don't think it's like uh predetermined it's not like i'm gonna stick to this it's more of just you go with it you know, and sometimes you feel like you're not cool or sometimes you feel like it's, you're weird. You're the, out, you know, the outcast. Yeah. What but, about like a, I know you've never been drunk, but you, oh, did you say you've never had alcohol? Like you've never no, tasted I've had, it? No, I've tasted it. Okay. Like a cocktail or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy the taste of alcohol. So that was my, my other thing is like, why are people drinking Wild. this? Like, Margaritas are so fire. But it's better without the alcohol, isn't it? Yeah, it's like okay. drinking juice. Like, why yeah, not just drink yeah. juice? No, <laughs> I can see that. Cool story. Not cool story. One story with LRG. Um, you know the brand LRG? Mm-mm. It was a big clothing brand in uh, surf and skate and even hip hop. It's called Lifted Research Group. Um, 
when my dad and my brother had a clothing store, that was one of the brands they sold. Really yeah. big brand. All the celebrities wore it. Um, so I grew up working in the store, hanging the clothes. Like I looked up to it for sure. I wore the clothes. Uh, when I started Odd Socks, a few years in, we met the sales team, and then we got close to their team. And um, during their transition, they were looking to like buy brands or acquire brands or work with brands. So I flew out to California, met the owner, and um, just built a relationship with them, which was awesome. But uh, another time we went to California, me and George, actually, we met up with him, and he took us out to sushi, and he was wasted. <laughs> and he's, like, trying to get us to try. It was, like, authentic, like, Japanese hole-in-the-wall place. Was it sake? Yeah, he was trying to get us to try all the different types of sushi, yeah. and Georgie hates, like, fish and seafood. And I'm, like, kind of picky, too, so it's, like... <laughs> raw shrimp with a quail egg on top and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't do it. And then That's he's like, Saki <laughs> rounds for everyone. <laughs> and I was like, this is a moment. Like, do I do it? Or do I not go against my principles mm. with this like guy I looked up to? So I acted like I was going to do it. I sh- Passed it off to George, wow. and George took the shot. No, that's me. something you should be proud of. Yeah, I, so. I feel like that's something I have to work on. I would definitely, <laughs> I would have taken it. I don't blame sure. people, but I, yeah. I was like, I waited this long. I'm not going to. Yeah, no, nah, at this it. point, the streak is too long. <laughs> you don't want to mess that up. Yeah, but. Um, so you weren't a weird kid. You were a quiet kid. What kind of, yeah. what type of high school student do you think I was? From only knowing you a month? Yeah, uh, just a month. <laughs> I think you were quiet and studious. Mm. the vibe i get yeah like you're confident to seems like you're confident to kind of like get what you want done but you're more reserved i was not really yeah no i was even though i wasn't a party girl i was studious um i was that girl you know i was on the dance team i was in student and leadership and i was the type of person like if i saw someone sitting by themselves i was that annoying person that would come up to you and be like are you okay? Like, are you alone? Like, it sounds so pick me, like pick me, whatever. But I genuinely, I, I knew how bad bullying was and going through what I was going through at home. I just wanted to, I I was always so happy to be in school and I was so present and grateful just to be alive that I wanted to, to spread that and make sure no one was going through anything like that. So you were studious. Yeah, I was studious for sure. Um, I so you were just you're more you were more outgoing, or you were more engaged with what was going on in school. I guess I was more outgoing because I I definitely struggled. It wasn't like it wasn't easy for me to get straight A's. I don't think I ever got straight A's in high school. That oh. was that was very hard for me to do. It was more, you know, my family, my parents are Hispanic. So I think a lot of people who were born and raised here have that advantage that they're able to ask their parents, like, hey, how do I do this math problem? Of course. My yeah, parents, we didn't grow up that way. Yeah. Nah, no. My That's parents. why my sister's so important. I mean, she, she's kind of the, the, I don't know what you call it, the staple in our family. Yeah. She was the oldest, only girl, and... uh well, my brother's older than her, but like, you know, she was studious. My brother wasn't. So she couldn't go to my parents and do that. So she ended up teaching me a lot and, and making me study. And kept that's awesome. Me. I get your point. Yeah, that's awesome that you had that, too. I'm, I have an older sister, too, but she just she kind of. Huh? Just the two. Of yeah, you? it's just us two. I have two half brothers and a half sister, but it really was just us two. Wow. Living, growing up here. 
question. This might be ignorant, but what is the difference between Hispanic and Latin? So being Hispanic and Latin, I think it's just like Latin America is the so difference. Don't I don't okay. know. <laughs> so I'm not the only one. Let me not even answer that one. Because it's like, I don't know, you know, if you identify someone as Hispanic, Latino, Spanish. Right. I've, I mean, I don't know I've always considered like. them the same thing. Me like peop, Hispanic, people call me Latina. I mean, I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah, I didn't know. Let's listen to the white guy. Go ahead. <laughs> I just feel like it's the same thing to me. I don't know. But is Spanish like Spaniard? Mm, and that's question. just the language? So you don't just call anyone Spanish? I mean, I was always confused too when taking tests. Like they would make you bubble in. Are you Hispanic? So I, I hate that. They have no representation for Middle Easterners. They don't. Yeah. Mm -mm, you're right. It's terrible at this point. Like there's no Arab. There's no like Middle East. There's no, am I Caucasian or am I Asian? Yeah. Yes. What would you put for I'm that? Neither. I used to put other or like make my own bubble or I think I'd put like white. So you were never interested in starting a podcast because you didn't want to do what everyone was doing type of thing? Not out of a cool factor. Just like, is it authentic to you? Like, mm -hmm. what am I going to talk about? Yeah. You know, type Doesn't it interest you to like pick people's brains and... It does. So that's what I'm saying. Like in the, in like the last year, um, it's been more intriguing because I'm like... I, I've been on this, we all say this and remind each other this, but like I've been on this whole wave of like, don't overthink it. Like be you, mm. be yourself, don't overthink it, do what you love, have fun with it. Cause it, it's the truth. Like so much of our decisions and actions come from subconsciously thinking about those other things. So, but anyway, when I, when I really sit down and think to myself, like, what do I enjoy? What do I watch? It's really, I've always been inquisitive. Like you ask my family, friends, like I'll ask them a million questions. Yeah. And I think that's why I feel like I'm good at business is like, I'll, I'll run it down. I'll, I'll think about every angle. I won't even let you finish what you're telling me. Like I have so many different questions to ask you to tr try to understand what's underneath. And I think that's helpful when you're interviewing someone. Yeah. And I find myself only watching like documentaries and interviews. So that's why I'm like, yeah. oh, do that. Like, yeah. It doesn't, but you know, going back to that other mindset, it's like that doesn't come naturally to do that because you're thinking about we come in here and sit in a room and say, what are we going to do for marketing and odd socks? Mm -hmm. And you're not thinking like, I'm going to interview people. It doesn't feel like a connection between selling fun socks, but there is. Yeah. So that's the whole point is for everyone out there, don't overthink it. Like, do what you love. And somehow the universe will connect it all. So that's what I wanted to do is just talk. Let's have fun. And if it turns into us, you know, having discussions about what's going on and our, our thoughts and feelings and opinions, there's so many people out there that can appreciate that and connect with that. Yeah. Everyone's story and, and experience is unique. Yep. Which coincidentally is the definition of odd. Like yeah. everyone is different. I was so just going to say gonna that's what I, I love about the logo. The, the motto is be you, be odd. And I love that because so many times I've struggled with that too, just being myself. Like I feel like if I could just. It's a human experience. Right. If yeah. I could do whatever I want, you know, my whole life, I would have probably 
you know, dyed my hair, get like do something crazy because that's just always been my personality. But I've always been super reserved or super. Oh, what back. are they gonna think? Yep. Yeah, so I've held back. But the idea that I love about doing a podcast is the same thing that you're saying. It reaches to so many people, mm-hmm. and when I needed that, struggling at home, you know, as a as a little girl, my favorite thing to do was to. Uh, watch podcasts when they weren't popular i would watch jenna marbles excuse me um yeah she's a youtube (laughs) sorry she she actually started with barstool sports really yeah so um she she was a youtuber she started with them and then she blew up she was able to express herself and it was at a time when i didn't feel i could and i was going through so much at home that she would almost take me to her world just by listening to her yeah a lot of people feel that yeah, it would give you an escape. And then also hearing someone's opinions when you're going through something too, like bullying or anything like that. It's 100%. always nice. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I think that was the turning point for me is um, like a couple people, you know, we've been doing this now eight, nine years. And to me, I feel like I just started. Yeah. That's, I've, I've always had that youthful mindset and just the hustle of like never get comfortable. And I feel like part of that humility factor is, you know, just never thinking like you've made it is a good thing. Mm. So people might perceive us or me as owning a business or the brand or, you know, you guys are big, but I've never felt that way. Mm. And I hope to never feel that way, even if we are like Mr. Beast level or yeah. whatever. Um, but like when people come up and tell you like, like how I've inspired them or they want to do what I'm doing or they love like, how we started, like, I don't know, that always hits me, like, damn, like, the more information I can put out there to tell them how I did it would be, why not? Like, people would love that. And yeah, then also, um, I hear that. London, this little beautiful girl that, um, she passed away, God rest her soul, but her and her family came and visited us, and she liked the socks and loved the brand, mm. and part of her last, I guess, trip with her family was to come back to Florida and go to the sock store. Wow. So when I saw that, like, I don't know, man. It's like, this is the stuff you see on social media. These are stories. But, like, meeting her and her family, you never, at least for me, like, I'm not, again, in the day-to-day, the grind, I'm not thinking about, like, the impact the designs or the socks or the brand is having on kids. Yeah. And so when you see that, it makes you think like, again, fuck the cool people and the people in our head that you're trying to impress. Yeah. Like do it for the kids, do it for people that are oppressed or people that need help or, you know, just the, the outliers, the underdogs. Mm -hmm. And again, comes back to messaging. Like it's all, it's happening naturally. Yeah. It's all organic. Like we're speaking to the underdogs. We're speaking to the people that have never had a voice. And that's what it means to be on. And I love that because your brand represents that. You represent your brand so spot on. That's the first thing. I've been here for a month and you've just, you are so humble. And it came off, it came off super quickly. Like I can see this is genuinely, this is you. This is like your heart and soul. I appreciate that. Thank you. And that's the hope with everyone that joins the team. I think that's the biggest, um, I think that's the biggest um, or one of the most important things in the company is having people 
yes, the product is great and you want to build an amazing process, but it comes down to the people. If everyone can share those values and everyone is like that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a gold mine. Yeah. And it, it makes it fun. So here we are. We're having fun. Who gives a shit what anyone thinks? Yeah. And that's it. If you do it for money, most oftentimes it's not, it probably won't work, you know? Or you'll it'll lead towards like you doing things for views and for money and I don't think you know, that's why what we're doing on YouTube and TikTok's working. Mm-hmm. Like, like if we set out to make money, I don't think we would we would get those results. But we just made random videos, we're having fun with it, and now YouTube sends us four hundred dollars. Like it's like <laughs> oh shit. That was a big win today, yeah. you guys. Four hundred dollars from you, YouTube. YouTube. So <laughs> Yeah, and going. I like what you said. It it does make it a gold mine when you think about a show like The Office. Have you heard of the, you heard yeah, of The yeah, Office? Of yeah. So we're trying to get that license. <laughs> yeah. So they have. There's actually a podcast for The Office. It's called Office Ladies Podcast. Really? So two of the actresses they talk about how their experience behind the scenes being on the show. Wow. And one thing they say is that it was so authentic in every day. Every single person that worked with them was so genuine, so present, and so excited to be at work that it was just easy to produce that content. It was easy to make that show. They all wanted to work. They all wanted to be there. That's the, yeah, that's the nuance that you can't, you know, fake. You can't. You you can't can't create that. And it makes a great show. And like you said, it's a goldmine for anything. It's true. Mm -hmm. 100%. I'm curious. You mentioned, you don't have to get into it, that you're affected in your childhood, like, can you elaborate on like what what affected you <laughs> or why why like uh bullying so important to you? Yeah, uh so bullying is just like a little part of it. It was a it was a tough childhood, I'll be honest. But um yeah, so the bullying part of it's kind of the easiest to talk about, so I can talk about that. Sure. Um the bullying was And if you're not comfortable, don't share anything. Oh I'll no just- no. I'm good, I'm good. I think this is important to share. This is the stuff that people can no one likes to talk about it's taboo it's but true. if if you speak you don't know who's thinking like oh wow if she can say it maybe I can share my story or I'm not alone you know because sure. um, I do remember it feeling very very lonely and I think that's why when I got to high school and I got popular that's why I was looking out for those people who kind of had the same faces mm-hmm. facial expressions that I had when I was in elementary school mm-hmm. getting bullied um because of something that was going on at home, I had to move several times. And uh, with one of those moves, I moved to Lando Lakes. And I was bullied. (laughs) So I would get on the bus, and my sister was in fifth grade, and all of the kids in elementary school, or she was in middle school, she was a sixth grader. Uh I was in um, third grade, and everyone, all of the fifth graders on the bus thought she was so hot. And, you know, we were on the same neighborhood. So every time I would get on the bus, they would make fun of my face, which I think is so funny now. But at the time, you know, that's humiliating. And it's so em- embarrassing. They would, like, make monkey sounds and just, like, just go crazy jumping around. Kids are cruel, man. Yeah, they're, they're brutal. They're brutal. Were kids calling girls hot and definitely definitely would would talk about my sister oh let me say hi to your sister all those things or just compare me to my sister and then it got to the point where they were you know making monkey noises and not letting me sit 
in places in the bus that I wanted to sit. Like I had to sit in the front. I always wanted to prove to myself that I could I could be something, which is so dumb. And you should just live your life and not be that way. But for me, that was just a goal that I had. And so I, (coughs) my senior year, I started realizing, but the whole time I knew it wasn't me, but I knew what I had to do to get there. Mm. So I just made it happen. What do you mean you knew it wasn't me? Um, I knew, I knew the way I was acting, the way I was talking, who I was being with, I knew it wasn't. So it was a little extra to be popular, but you're doing it on purpose to achieve a goal. To achieve a goal. Yeah. And just at the same time. It doesn't mean you're like, you have to like be mean to people and do those things right. to achieve it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just participating more or taking the lead on certain things. Right, being on the dance team. Exactly. I you meet so many people that way. You mean the you meet the band and all these things. So being a part of like president of clubs and just trying to be more active and then I was able to show people like you can still hang out. I can still talk to the people playing Pokemon on the floor right now and still be cool. Awesome. And I think that was like the really that for me that was big. Yeah, like that was huge. a big thing. That's awesome. And I was able to do that but in in high school you know, I still got bullied because once you get popular, you're going to get the mean girls. So. Yeah, haters either <laughs> You never, that's you life. never stop. And I think that's when I opened my eyes and I was like, oh, it, do- it doesn't stop. You just have to, you know, not care. Right. You have to be you. Correct. See, be you, be odd. It's that, it's so simple. And I know people probably think it's cliche and corny or whatever, but it's literally the truth for, it's literally the truth right now. In yeah. Life. And, <clears throat> you know, it's funny. When I started the company, I wrote like a mission, you know, you're like, what's the mission statement? What's the slogan? I wrote it all out. And exactly what I wrote is the essence of what's happening today. Like even more than what I felt back then. Mm. I I put like Odd Socks was created solely to um, dismantle the status quo and to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And know go against the green and dismantle the media machine and blah 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 and but the point was like there's a system in place we all grow up like god is infinite Mm -hmm. like the universe is infinite and i think our human potential is infinite there's so many things but we grow up we grew up in this generation in this society and you grow up part of that system, whatever that system is, not that it's right or wrong, but you just grow up in that system. And just like you said, like when you're growing up from zero to 15, that's all you know. Mm. And you're developing your entire future just on that system. Yeah. And my, like what I felt growing up in, the, you know, in the 2000s <clears throat> was just like, you know, it's war and political. And I've always felt like an outcast being an immigrant like being part of an immigrant family, being Arab, being Muslim. I was the only Arab kid in my school. Like all that always made me feel like I was like not part of the crowd. I was always the black sheep. Um, But, and then, you know, this pressure of like graduate and you've got to go to college and what are you going to do? You got to sit with the guidance counselor and you got to choose. And I don't know what I want to do. So it's just like the education system, the political system, the financial system. Then 08 happens, you know, there's a whole financial collapse. Everyone, then you have like um, the Wall Street protest. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that called? Occupy Wall Street. So it was a lot of like financial issues going on. And so just all that coupled together just made me like step out and realize like, you know, 
you don't have to be part of this system. Like you should be different, not just an identity, but like an education and, and your financial pursuits and anything. Mm. And that's kind of like, then I, when I created odd socks and the fact that it was named odd, then I just started, you know, writing that as the mission statement, but it still holds true today. Like think about how much worse it is. I oh, feel like all, politically and just everyone's so much more divided. How old were you when you made this mission statement? Oh, uh, and it's when I started the company. It was 22, 23. Okay. Yeah, it was 23, 23. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it definitely has gotten worse. And I wish I thought that way too, but it was the same thing. You know, I was in a predominantly white school, so I thought, okay, this is what's cool. I have to straighten my hair. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I have to talk a certain way. I have to be preppy, whatever it is. Like, people had Vera Bradley lunchboxes. I couldn't afford that. But my mom came home one day with one she found at work, and I almost lost. That's I was awesome. like, yes, I'm going to fit in. Like, it's so sad, but that's all you're thinking about. Like you said, at yeah, that yeah, age yeah. range, you're just like, how do I fit is in? Is that human? But but see, is that human nature that we all have to feel part of a community and like a tribe? Like we all, we always have to feel like we're part of something. Yeah. So I don't know if it's even, not that's not possible, but I don't know. It's but I mean, you didn't follow that. You were like, I don't care what the guidance counselors are saying. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. To you, an extent, you, of course. Because you said you dropped out, so. Yeah, yeah. I dropped out because uh, I was trying to pursue business and, and other ventures on the side and I was going to school, I had to pick something. I love history and religion and, like, in terms of education. Like, um, so I was trying to, like, if I was going to get a degree, I was going to get some a degree in, like, learning about the world and art and architecture. Um, but there's no pay in that. Like, yeah. It's not like that's <laughs> what I want to do. I didn't want to go for to, to school for business administration or whatever, which maybe I should have. Maybe it would have made me sharper. I don't know. Um, no, no, like, uh, but yeah, I, I was three credits away from, uh, from graduating, getting my AA and I failed college algebra and then I did it again. I failed twice. I failed college algebra twice too. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Um, I had to pay for it out of pocket the third yeah, time because yeah. I failed it twice. But I don't know what it was like now looking back, like honestly, I don't think I studied well. I didn't study. Mm -hmm. And then I found out the formula was like, you just got to like study the three or four formulas and apply that on the test. Like I wasn't doing any of that. Yeah. And then uh, speech. I hate speech. I still don't like, again, I don't like talking. <laughs> I don't like being the center of attention. Um, so I didn't want to do speech. And I'm like college algebra speech. Yeah. Three credits, six credits. I was like, fuck it. So I, uh, I didn't get my AA. My mom was devastated. She cried. Really? Isn't that crazy how our parents are, they think like that? I mean, well, my I, mean I come from an immigrant family too, and it's like, you, you have to be a professional. They put their life on the line. Oh, yeah. For, think about it. Like, to us, when you're 16, 17, all you've, like, I don't even remember the first, you don't remember the first six, seven years of your life, like, all those memories. We've only been living a short amount of time, so to us, our experience is like, whatever, like, we'll figure it out. To them... They put 20, 30, 40 years in to come over here and sacrifice their life so that you could have a better life. So I, I understand, like, how devastating that could be. Like, you put everything on the line and, like, oh, now you're not going to get your education. But luckily, I mean, we're living in a world where through technology, social media, we're able to do more things. Yeah. So when I start, that was my biggest 
I guess, life achievement is just being able to start something and provide and feed my family and have my parents see the the results and, and like I don't know, like That's feel like beautiful. like yeah, you didn't like you didn't go to school but yeah you accomplished something. Like that was a great feeling. I think my parents slowly started getting out of that scope but it wasn't in time so yeah I did go to call I feel like I genuinely went to college for them I didn't go for me yeah if it was up to me I would have done like what you did you know your sister graduate no so you're you're your only there you yeah and she's the oldest I'm the youngest so for me again my parents just like you um or just like probably alam my it was a huge thing for them alam's his sister by the way it was a huge thing for me to to graduate college and everything but sometimes I look back and I think I wish I would have done this for myself or this other thing I I feel like Like I what though what would you I would have probably started YouTube and just posted on every platform and kind of dedicated myself to that. But you think that would have made you happy? Or? Yeah, it would have been for me because kind of like what I was talking about before, I wanted to be Jenna Marbles for someone else. So it, it's just like, it's inspiring to to hear your story. You you really are humble, like not for anything. You truly are. I, I mean, it's, it so comes you, off thank quickly. You. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it, it. It comes off super fast. Like I just talking to you for the first five minutes that I met you, I was like, damn, he's humble. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, you know, I worked with executives at another telemedicine company and <laughs> it was the opposite. So I didn't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't yeah, that. That's <laughs> no, weird. I guess I, that's, it's interesting. Like when you think of a typical business owner, I don't know why everyone in their head just thinks like dickhead ego. Um, And I don't know if that's the type of personality that is successful in business or people develop those traits because they think that's what it takes. I I don't know. But Mm. I do, I do think having more of a cold heart, like feeling like an asshole, like making decisions and being stern on it, that quality is helpful in business. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you have to be an asshole. I feel like you can be both. Correct. Yeah, you don't have to be an asshole. Being stern, and fr- it's like being a good parent. Like, you could be stern yeah. and still love your child. Um, exactly. So that's why I love Gary Vee. His whole approach is, like, humility, positivity, self-accountability, awareness, like, gratefulness, gratitude. That's how you really have something sustainable, build something sustainable. Like, if someone's mean to you, you can, you you know, you you don't have to let people step on you. Mm-hmm. So it's always it's that it's the adage of like it's better to be a warrior in a garden than uh a monk in a war zone. Like mm-hmm. it's better to develop those defense mechanisms and be ready for those moments. So if someone approaches you, tries to take advantage, you can pull that asshole out of you and like fight them back. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the time be chill and be reserved and take care of people. Rather than being an asshole all the time. Yeah. And then if you fuck up, then you have to apologize. So everyone's going to make mistakes, but thank you. I, I mean, that, I'm trying to lead that way. And I, I think that's good because that builds that gold mine you're talking Correct. about. That builds a great team because if I feel like I can be heard and you can listen to me without being cold all the time, then I feel like you're more of a person than Correct. just like well, someone looking for money Correct. in every aspect. Correct. Yeah, and I think uh, that's the great thing about building a a team of um, like-minded people as it starts to Mm self-govern you know when you get a negative person or an asshole like they'll 
they'll hang they'll hang themselves they'll walk out yeah you know what i mean and that's what you want you don't want to tolerate that mm-hmm. so. um so yeah yeah it's interesting because dave portnoy works by the uh, opposite system i feel like he well he doesn't he doesn't get assholes but he likes you know funny people who are yeah, sarcastic yeah. Yeah, or odd different. people yeah that's yeah, how he they, made his brand correct <laughs> and that's that's the barstool brand and mm-hmm. he's that way i mean it's a reflection of him he's funny he's it's a good environment, but no, that what they're doing is really cool. So is that what you want for your brand? Is like you want your employees to be a reflection of you and kind of what you stand by? Not necessarily. Um, I want everyone to be themselves. I just think the the ground or the 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 pillars that should connect us all are a few qualities like positivity humility kindness and just to get shit done relentless attitude like mm-hmm. that, those are the things other than that like everyone needs to be themselves yeah you know what i mean if you're loud or funny or this or that but you come back and you're not like a mean you know bad person then that's great mm-hmm. so yeah i like that and just being also being yourself but then being ready for work when you need to be ready Correct. snapping back into it i think is important that's the whole thing like that's Diddy's whole like no bitch assness like <laughs> that's the truth like I've seen it like going from nothing to something like you need a bunch of executors around you you need a bunch of snipers people that will get shit done no talk like no negativity no excuses like just do it mm-hmm. and if you fail like when someone fails I love failure I know people are starting to say that but like it's true like when you mess up or you, or you you don't succeed in something, you're gaining so many data points on what what happened and what went wrong, so you can be better at it. It's like you know, like it's like trying to open a few doors that won't open, and then now you know, okay, the probability of this one opening is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing. So when someone executes to the to the max and tries their hardest and comes up short. I look look at that as a great thing because yeah. I know that person's going to learn from it and then actually execute. But when someone just comes back with excuses or oh, I didn't do this because of this and this person, that's the part that is just so drowning in business. It's, yeah. It's not great to have people. You're also a very busy guy. So, I mean, you don't have time to hear it. No, you don't. At, at that, As you grow and you get to those levels, you don't. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's 100% true. So. How do you... Um, how do you find yourself balancing your life with everything going on? I see you around the office. You're just running around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one's to be determined. I don't know. <laughs> that one, we're still working on that one. I don't know what, I don't know if, hmm. <laughs> I guess balance is, it's different to each person. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are wired to go nonstop and that doesn't tire them out. Yeah. I'm more of an introverted I'm a Libra. I don't know if that means anything. I kind of believe in astrology, but I don't know. Um, but well, like Libra is the scales, right? The balance. Yeah, I don't know. I don't okay. believe in that. Is that right, Mike? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I just need time to just be in a dark room by myself and decompress. Like, that's who I am. So, mm-hmm. you know, work and business is the opposite of that. It's a lot of go, go, go. And it doesn't sit well with me, like. It gives me that anxiety. I, I'm not. I, I need to just chill and and have one-on-one combos, not a million things. So I've had to like um, develop that. But 
and it was hard. I mean, for a few years, thank God it's gotten better. But like three, four years ago, it was, it was pretty difficult. Um, I had a panic attack in in Vegas when we were at a trade show. Wow. Do yeah. you you have anxiety? I've developed it. I never thought of anxiety. I didn't even know what the word was. Like <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what happened to me. Yeah, was it like, was like 11th grade, and I'm like, oh, I feel, do you guys feel this in your chest right now when the teacher uncover, uncovers like two vocabulary words and he doesn't uncover all of them, so you feel like you have to rush? And my friends were like, oh, that's called anxiety because no one else is feeling that. Like, we're chilling. We're just writing when we can. And for me, I, I felt like every time he would on the – the overhead. He would uncover two vocabulary words. Sometimes he would uncover five. Why, why would that give you anxiety? I felt like I needed to write it fast enough just in case he's going to say something else that I need to hear that's important. I needed to make sure all of the vocabulary words were done as fast as I can. So it, it literally gave me a panic attack. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so kind of like what you're saying, it happened out of nowhere. I didn't even know what it was called. It's crazy. Wow. So you were having anxiety, a panic attack at a trade show, and that's the first Not time you had one? Not at the trade show. We were in Vegas for a show. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were, <laughs> we went on a, what is those things? Uh, is it a Ferris wheel? Is it the circle? Yeah, with yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was the closed ones. It's still a Ferris yeah, okay. wheel. I keep thinking of the ones like at the fair or the circus. But yeah, the those newer ones. Uh, so we went into it and I, I don't like, I mean, I don't like heights, but I wasn't even thinking about that. Like we were going with my boys, we were hanging out, we went on, everything was cool. And I literally wasn't thinking like, I'm scared, it's high. I was like, cool, let's go on. This is going to be yeah. fun. And we went up and it was going so slow <laughs> and we got to the top and it's all glass. So my hands got started getting sweaty and I started getting those nerves of just being like so high up. Yeah. And, uh. All of a sudden, it was like a split second of getting claustrophobic. I realized, like, I'm high up and I'm, like, feeling scared. Mm -hmm. But I'm in a glass spot, like, thing that's going so slow I can't get out of here. <laughs> but it wasn't even that's a... Crazy. It wasn't a conscious thought. It was just, like... I, I don't know. I, yeah, I realized, like, I am i can't get out of here even if I wanted to. Yeah. And that claustrophobic feeling hit me. And then I, I think it's a panic attack. My brain went numb. Like, I felt numb. Oh my God, yes, that's I a panic do, attack. I couldn't do anything, and I was like freaking out, and I just sat down, closed my eyes, started <laughs> saying like prayers over and over again to calm myself down, and waited to go down and got out of I it. I do but the it was the worst, <laughs> yeah. it was the weirdest, to feel like you cannot, that's the thing too, is like, maybe that's what anxiety is, is like you're in constant control, mm -hmm. Right. Like yeah. you need to, you need to be, you need to write down the next word or your, your fear of missing out of writing the next word. And you couldn't control that. And you build up this, like, um, your nervous system and emotions just like go haywire. That's the scary part or whatever. Like that's the tricky part in all this is like when you experience that, yes, you want to overcome it, but because you've experienced it, now you're looking for the signs <laughs> of like, when, it, when is it going to happen you're again? You're like, I don't want to go on the plane now. Right? <laughs> it's good. Right? Yeah, right? no, you're, you're right. Like, you're trying to, you, you subconsciously start avoiding those situations so it doesn't trigger it again. Yeah. And it becomes this battle. But yeah, the plane thing, I was like, damn, they're going to close. I've been on a lot of planes. They're going to close this thing. And am I going to freak out that I can't get out? And wow. I'm, am I going to get up and say, I want to get out? Like I was trying to control myself. It, you you think it would have gotten that bad that you would want to get up? I don't and know. Ask. Those are the, I'm just projecting now. Like that right. that it happened. I'm like, okay. Next scenario is I'm gonna get on a plane. They're gonna close the door, and it's gonna be the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that feeling to happen that I felt claustrophobic. Yeah. So I'm like, if it did happen, what would you, and you just run. So. And you know what sucks is that you, I know you're saying like situations, you start thinking ahead, like, oh no, this might give me that. For some people like myself, I just can't even, I don't even know sometimes what's going to give me that. Sometimes I'm not thinking about it. And then I just start feeling that feeling you're saying where your brain is numb. I, you said that I can't believe you really I know that feeling that you're yeah. talking about it just feels like I don't know you're out of an out of body experience almost where like your your subconscious is telling you like I you're freaking out calm down but like you almost can't, can't control yeah. it your body yeah. cannot control that so that's what sucks is sometimes that happens I've had very few panic attacks like that but i've had i have anxiety so there's times where i know like all right i gotta calm down because if i can't i mean my apple watch it'll show my pulse is at like 98 and i'm sitting down and then it'll go to like 130 one time 130 i went to the doctor and he's like you know we're gonna have to give you medication if you can't control this you're gonna give yourself a stroke so that's the worst thing to hear because it's like dang my body's against me you know you feel helpless like you can't even control it even if you're like even if you really try yeah i wonder what that is like what does that stem from because you don't hear that a lot from our parents generation no i know right and i don't know if it's really the effects of like eating and the tv and all like it has to be affecting us right because i don't like to hear i hate when i see you know tiktoks or videos of people saying like it's just a trend to have mental health issues because what i'm feeling is very real and you don't think if i could just stop doing that i would like of course i would sure but it's such a you have no control it just starts happening and you just know like oh wow i feel like i can't breathe so it, it no, sucks, but it, I've never thought of that that way. It could be food. It could be what we're watching. I'm not sure. I, had, I mean, everything has a cause and effect. Like, there's no way that none of this affects us. I'm not saying that's what it's from, but there's got to be. There's got to be something. Downsides to all this stuff. Um, yeah. There's a ton of people going through it, too. Of course. You see yeah, it all the, over mental, TikTok. This, that's the one thing I do like about social media is the awareness that it it helps spread quicker, you know, like therapy, mental illness been treated like, even for me, like us growing up, it's treated as like this weird, like, oh, you're crazy. Yeah. But now to think like therapy is like going to the doctor and getting a checkup, like it's so important. I think that's, I mean, your brain is one of the most important mm-hmm. organs or body parts. Like yeah. you should be protecting that more than just going to the foot doctor or the knee doctor, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think that's vital. They should have that in every school. Instead of a guidance counselor, it should be a therapist. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, if you show up with crutches, that's, that's you know, you can sit down for a little longer than other people. But, like, if you're coming in with a panic attack, there's nothing for you there. They don't believe you. Yep. So that that's that was really difficult. But I didn't have that. You know, I, I like I said, I got it the first time I experienced it. It was 11th grade. And I'm like, what the heck am I feeling? Like, school. high school. Wow. I was like, what is what is this that I'm feeling? And I thought it was relatable. I was like, don't you hate that? Like, are we allowed to cuss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> don't you hate that shit? Like, I, aren't you panicking? Like, I feel so nervous right now. Like, wh- if he's going to reveal two vocab words or five, like, that's so stupid, but it's what I'm feeling. I'm like, yeah, don't it you wasn't, hate it? It wasn't that moment. It's something, I think it's the, uh, that was a triggering point. Right. You're probably getting so studious in school that, like, 
I, I felt so much pressure, but that's what I remember. Yeah, it's a lot. Crazy. You put a lot of pressure on yourself, and it turned into anxiety. Like yeah, overdoing it. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to listen to our bodies. Oh yeah, now I'm. I try to be very. You know, I'm still a go getter. I still like. I like what you said, a sniper. I'm like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I have goals, and I need to get to them. I need to. But now I'm being a little bit more conscious of. Okay, well oh, my heart rate's going up. You know, sometimes I don't realize Correct. it because I'm so used to just hiding it and being, like, fully functional even though I'm feeling... Going back to the balance thing, like, yeah. it's it's developing those different um, tools for you personally. Everyone has different things at different preferences, but mm-hmm. if you can develop those different tools to um, act like you're on and off switch. Like, yeah. like w- the way I think about it now is... Like, if I'm coming to work or I'm going to an event or a trade show, it's like me getting into the basketball game. Like, I know I'm going to play a game, Mm -hmm. go super hard, and I have confidence to go that hard because I know when I'm done, I'm going to, like, change and I'm going to forget all about it. Yeah. And when you think about it, like, as a sport, uh, Kobe talked about that, too. R.I.P. Kobe. Um, Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Yeah, when you think about it that way, like, it allows you to, like, go all in and not have that fear of, like, anxiety or, like, am I going too hard or whatever, and you know there's an end point. And when you're done, you go from, like, a sniper to a good citizen, (laughs) you know what I mean? A good citizen. You you see it like a a sports game. I see it more like a performance. So for me, I'm like, okay, I have to – I'm confident. I don't have anxiety, so I I turn that on for the Mm -hmm. 30 minutes to an hour that I need to, and then as soon as I'm out, I'm like – I did yep. it, and it feels good every time. I'm like, I beat my anxiety. Because you're controlling that. Again, it's that switch, you know, I, I can go home or whatever and put the phone down, and I can feel the pressure from my chest go away and just put mm-hmm. on, like, a dumb Netflix show. Just relax. Love is Blind and just <laughs> just binge watch something. Do you watch Love is Blind? I did, yeah. <laughs> I just li- I like watching dumb reality shows. Love it. Just to like decompress. Yeah, it's me like too. A good feeling like I don't care. <laughs> I like how I mean they're just so concerned in their own drama. I like losing myself yeah, yeah, in that yeah. world sometimes too. Just don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess it's killing cells. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's nice to just do stuff like that. I haven't but watched Love Is Blind though. It's all right. It's funny. Have you ever watched Too Hot like to Handle? No. What's I saw that. Is it good? <laughs> it's as good as all <laughs> okay. reality TV okay. shows. No, yeah, true. I like reality here and there. Yeah, a uh, Love Island is. Yeah, I, I love I that. Really, you tried? No, Paige watches it, and I just <laughs> I hear it, and I can't. But are you saying like all boyfriends say like, oh, I can't get into that, and then you're in the back? Like, no, 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 no. I really do just dislike it. Yeah. <laughs> They're literally standing by the pool. Talking in British accents. And oh, you you watch UK. I've never watched UK. I don't watch UK. I've seen UK. American. Being you got to watch the American one. <laughs> no, I don't no offense. Uh, that's just it's too. Uh, I guess the love is a blind thing. Is like it's an interesting experience to see how like it unfolds. It's not really about the romantic all that. It's more of like this is a cool concept. What happens here? That's the part that I think is funny. The Love Island. It's just they're sitting there. But there's like different levels. That's the thing. And like that she's constantly texting and like taking them on dates and stuff where I've never watched Love is Blind. And I think what you think about Love Island. I think it's stupid. Like you go in there. This, this is what stupid. this is what I'm. Th- yeah, they're all stupid. This is what I'm thinking. They go in there. They meet. They hear people on the other side of the wall. I, I'm assuming. Love. 
they fall in love. Like they they listen to very various girls. Can they have different girlfriends? Like I don't. They're dating. They're dating. They're dating. Yeah, yeah. They're and then you pick one. If yeah. You have it. No, no, you don't pick one. Hold on. I'm no expert here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so the way it works is. They all just talk and date, and if people find a connection, then they can propose and get engaged. If yeah. they find a connection, but you don't have to. But then they're sitting, they're literally sitting around talking. But that's what's so unique about it is they're telling people, like, you won't understand until you do it. To find a connection, an emotional connection with someone you've never seen before makes you feel, like, mm-hmm. so connected to them. Yeah. More than, you know, more than the families, because the family and, and friends think it's crazy but so bottom line is if you want to be yourself follow your dreams no, no, no i'm sick bottom line <laughs> is be yourself follow your dreams and trust your gut instinct like mm-hmm. do what makes you happy work hard be humble be grateful and the universe will connect the dots. Yeah. Don't follow. Don't follow anyone. Don't follow. Be yourself. Be exactly. you. You don't have to do that. Don't waste your time doing that. And that is so critical nowadays. Mm-hmm. For real. So we'll keep this message going. 